Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I'm your co host, Erica Roberts. Weast. <laughs> What's my last name? I don't know. <laughs> Erica the Red. Erica the Red. <laughs> um, okay, can we have a moment for our new intro music? Did you like it? It was like, yeah, rock on. You like it? I okay, like cool. It. cool. Cool, cool, cool. That one's fun, too, but that one's cooler. I like this one a little bit better, too. Okay, guys, so. I was going to say, what are we talking about, we Erica? At, we're having a coffee party at Hunter's house right now. We had a um, little sleepover. Sleepover edition. And we're recording early in the morning. And this episode, um, this episode was my idea. Because I was a guest on this podcast before I was the co-host. So I feel like anybody who listens regularly has a little bit of an idea about my story. Obviously, I've moved all around. I'm a mom. I talk about that all the time. Um, (laughs) But Hunter has been in the driver's seat of this whole thing from the beginning. And nobody... Nobody really knows too much about Hunter unless you know Hunter. Right. So I think we should do an episode about who is Hunter Walden. So basically, this is going to be me <laughs> dragging information out of Hunter for you guys because he doesn't like the idea about having to talk about himself. <laughs> he was like, I can't talk about myself for 45 minutes. And I looked at him and I was like, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Erica talks about me all day I to do, her clients. I do. So. <laughs> I'm a hype man. I can't help it. So. It always makes it feel good to go to work. Because um, I know that if you're there, I'm going to feel, I'm going to be happy. Hunter, that's what friends are for. It's like when I'm like, oh my God, I'm stupid and I don't believe in myself. And you're like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, girl, you are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, baby. You just got a case of that dumb bitchitis. <laughs> Which I did. I had chronic dumb bitchitis for the past couple of years. I can't help it. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Period. Anyways, so... Basically, this episode is going to be me um, sort of interviewing Hunter to give you guys all the info I'm sure you want. Um, So That's me. Okay. Since last week, we totally effed up and didn't do Peek and Pit right away because we were busy fangirling. Let's start there. (laughs) So, do you want to go first? I'll go first, yeah. Um, So, my peek is obviously the fact that one of my idols was on the podcast, like, what? I still can't believe it, honestly. Um, I know it is pretty crazy. Yeah. So I have been, <clears throat> I wouldn't say obsessed because I don't like obsess over mm-hmm. people, but I have followed along mm-hmm. Jay-Z's journey. Yeah. Like I said in last episode, since the very beginning. Yeah. So getting, like sending her that message and her responding and coming onto the podcast and like, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she was like, okay, these people want growth. Let's give it to them. <laughs> Which I just want to say, I really appreciate that because yeah. basically we were like, yo, can we use <laughs> your yeah. clout to like help boost us a little bit? And like, obviously we did it from a place of respect, but that's kind of what it, it was. And fully she what was it cool was. Yeah. It. And that's what I thought was really great because it's like, girl, you're helping us and you love that. Mm hmm. And she, yeah, she was happy to help. Yeah. What about you? What's your peak? You didn't tell me your pit yet. Well, you think of your peak. Well, my peak was the same as your peak, bro. Oh, okay. So I guess I'll go again. Yeah. Shut up. 
My pet <clears throat> is how much money we spent at Costco yesterday. <laughs> yeah, honestly, oh, how geez. much money I spent at Costco yesterday, dude. It was all stuff that we needed. I, I guess. I guess. I didn't really buy any. I, I guess those joggers. I didn't need those or the plant, but. <laughs> Lucille and Linda. Lucille and Linda. (laughs) So. um, What about you? Obviously, yeah, peak last week was Jay-Z. That was so cool. Um, And then I also have had a kind of a good week. Um, I'm trying to think anything that happened that sucked. That's what I was trying to think of. I was like, this week has been pretty great. Other than when I listened to the Jay-Z episode, I was like, oh, my God. Um, ah, that's really cool. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> like I was <laughs> realized that I was like nervous and fangirling pretty hard that I was like, <laughs> well, and I, I annoyed myself. <laughs> I don't think that we realized what was happening as we were recording because we, after we recorded, this is the first time we've ever done it too, is we recorded, stopped, uploaded it to the computer and immediately listened to it. Well, and as I was sitting there listening to it, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't remember her answering that. It's like, I was so nervous in the moment and like, Wanting it to be good that I wasn't, not that I wasn't paying attention because I was, but right. I also was kind of distracted too. So well, and I think we were both nervous too because she she had a podcast and she knows how this shit's yeah. supposed to go down. Right. Versus like if one of our friends comes on, they don't know how this is supposed to go down. Mm-mm. So if we do it wrong, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> and here's the thing: we don't know if we're doing it wrong we or don't not know because either. we're learning as we go. Yes, we are. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, I think that was it for Peak and Pit. Although that's kind of a lame pit. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my no, real I pit do is have very obvious, but we're I not have a pit. Oh God, yeah, it's consuming it on my life. Yes, right, currently, but um, part of my pit is that, <laughs> and it's not even like a pit. It just has made me nervous what since last yeah, Tuesday. What is this class I have to teach on Monday? Uh, yeah. I mean, Hunter, you don't know how to do anything but, like, smash it out of the park, so you're going to be fine. Stop. You're good. <laughs> well, n- yeah, I want to change my pit just a little bit. So it's not necessarily a pit because I enjoy teaching, yeah. and I enjoy coming up with my own original ideas. But I've known about this class for a really long time, mm-hmm. and I was my manager was like, yeah, we'll have a call closer to time. And last Tuesday is whenever I sat down to start prepping everything. And I look into the little folder that we have. There's no formats. This <laughs> this class doesn't exist anywhere. And I emailed the manager that booked it. And she has COVID. So, like, she was giving me, like, oh. short responses. Yeah. Like, obviously. She's you're like, I'm over here, like, <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. So, <laughs> maybe if you could figure this out, that'd be great. <laughs> Pretty much. That's the vibe I got, (laughs) at least, you know? And then, so I called my manager that's, like, normally over my territory or whatever, and she was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, one of the biggest salons within the company, and they've had the biggest educators, and you're going in. They have rused these people to think that I am... That you're hot shit? That I am hot shit. Well, you better go in there thinking you're hot shit, too. Well, that's the thing. It's an updo class. Oh, so I've been practicing these updos on these mannequins. 
I mean... Oh, wait. That one's a pretty killer update, though. It is. I like the one you did on me last week. That was cool. Mm -hmm. That one's going to be one. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do a low bun okay. with some braids. I still think you should call it Suns Out, Buns Out, but it's just Suns Out, Buns Out. <laughs> I don't have the option to name the class. Darn it. I wish I could. But That's, yeah. That style can be called Suns Out, Buns Out. Yeah. That's the name yeah. of the look of the look. <laughs> well, and we're like quadruple five tuple six tuple recording this month so i don't know when yeah, the episode will be out that um i can talk about the class yes. how it went but it'll be out soon so eventually you'll hear and about eventually it. you'll know how that <laughs> class went and i'm sure it's gonna go great yeah i am super ocd and i'm super like i can get it done mm -hmm. but it's just been a source of like anxiety for me yeah well, Which is good, I think. I think that's where you grow. Healthy anxiety. Yeah. Yes, totally. I love it. Okay, so. Here um, we go. I kind of have just some questions in my head because I wanted this to go, like, organically. Organic. Um, and not be like, ooh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> what's Green. the name of your dog when you were growing up? Um, so we're just going to start at the beginning. Um, so I know a little bit about your story obviously mm -hmm. um but i've never sat down and had a full-blown conversation start to finish to hear it all um so for those of you that don't know hunter is i've just been doing hair since i was in the womb right he came out with a weaving comb in his hand oh that's what miss shirley my <laughs> cosmetology Aww, school teacher told so me cute. um yeah so i grew up literally in the hair salon I mean, every, every memory that I have is, like, yeah. from the hair salon. So, watching my mom do hair and, like, all of my friends went to my mom. Mm -hmm. And all of my teachers went to my mom. And I looked up to her. Like, my mama was the greatest hairdresser that so in cute. that town. Right? Um, but I didn't want to be a hairdresser. Okay. And I think, honestly... Thinking back to it, I didn't want to be a hairdresser because I didn't want people to think I was gay. That was going to be my question. Was yeah, because um, you're from a pretty small town. Oh yeah, the population is twenty five hundred. Yeah, wow, wow. In the entire county. <laughs> yeah. So there's twenty five hundred kids in my fucking high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. I so I started my senior year with I think three hundred and fifty kids. Wow. And I think about. 150 graduated. That was my high, my senior class was about 650 and only about 350 graduated. So, isn't my first time driving on an interstate was when I moved to Murfreesboro. <laughs> I think that's so funny. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. You want to know what's even crazier? And I guess I can tell you this now because it's been more than seven years past mm -hmm. the statute of limitations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my first time driving on the interstate, my cousin, Nicole, I love her. She's the most beautiful human. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, I'm going to get you high. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty fun. Wait, you were driving? Yeah, oh, sure was. Lord. She said, but I need you to drive because I need to go stop at this. <laughs> I need to stop at this tobacco outlet real quick. And you know what we were stopping yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And so it was the one on Church Street right next to the gas station, the yellow T.O. Stop. Yep. So we pull over there. She does the thing in the parking yeah. lot. That you do. And she was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, what? <laughs> she said, yeah, let's drive. You can't just sit here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and we were going to the mall. 
I think we went to Stones, <laughs> went to Stones River. River. Yeah. Okay. So from Church Street. Yeah. So I had to get on to the Church Street exit of all exits. That was the first <laughs> exit I ever one. drove on. Oh my God. 18 years old. And got on the exit and we're smoking, we're smoking. And I'm like, oh, this is fine. And then I get to the exit where she's like, oh, yeah, you need to get all the way over to the right now. Because she told me to get all the way over to the left. Oh. Because she's a fast driver. Honey, I ain't never drove on the interstate. <laughs> I don't know how to merge. <laughs> um, You're like, that's just something I learned on my driver's test. I've never had to do it. <laughs> yeah, they just told me how. And it was it was at that point that I had realized that I had messed up <laughs> big time. I mean, I thought I was having like tunnel vision and I kept it cool, though. And then we went into the mall and I don't really remember the shopping spree that we went on. I was poor, so I didn't buy you, anything. Oh, I was going to say you're home and you're like, what the hell did I buy? <laughs> Yeah, no, I moved to Murfreesboro with a dream and no job and no money. And somebody should have told my ass that you can't rent an apartment when you don't have a job and no money. Girl. I mean, you know, it sounds so common sense. Literally, you hear that and you're like, (laughs) duh. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) But I didn't know that. I did not know that. So how did I want to know how that learning experience went? Oh, I got a like, job immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I'm a workaholic. Yeah. So I've always been like my work ethic has always been there. Oh. So if I have a job, I'm gonna work yeah. really hard. Um, but my first job was at Hardee's. Oh. And my roommate who we I ro- I moved in Carl's with, Jr. for you West Coasters. Yep, Carl's <laughs> Jr. is on the West Coast. Uh, which I think Carl's Jr. is better than Hardee's. Even though it's the same brand, I think there's something different about it, and I think that Carl's Jr. is better. Because I've had it's Carl's Jr. in California. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. They, so, okay. They soak everything in alkaline water. Alkal- before <laughs> They alkalinize it before they serve it, you know. Um, okay, so Baby Hunter grows up in a tiny little town. His mom is mm-hmm. a hairdresser. <clears throat> He didn't go on the highway until he was 18. But what did you move to Murfreesboro for or this area for? So I moved to Murfreesboro to go to MTSU. To go to MTSU. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in two semesters, I went through no less than six six majors (laughs) because I just couldn't figure it out. Like, I'm smart, yes, but I am smart when I am passionate about something. That's that ADD. Yeah. You know, if you're not interested, you're not. And I just couldn't learn it. Like, so my, my first major Mm -hmm. was pediatric medicine. Oh. Yeah. I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. Could you believe I would still be in school right now? Well, I know someone who is in medical school, Mm -hmm. so it ain't no joke, dude. Right. So that was the first major. I, and so my first semester was obviously packed full of science yeah and like labs your brain was like ah. yeah and i was like i really thought i liked science mm-hmm. but i don't think i like it this much yeah so uh i went to my advisor and i was like listen i want to do music oh okay yeah i was I was uh, really into musical theater and band and choir. Yeah. All of the fine arts. Me too. So I was like, 
this is what I was passionate about in school. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know, it was my why in school. So mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. It is not fun to major in musical theater. No. No, it's so hard. Really? You are dancing from 8 a.m. until like 4 p.m. I was the skinniest I've ever been. Yeah. But it's like you have to learn all of this. The choreography. Not even the choreography. It was like the technical stage. The, I don't know. Like the science of the stage. Of Do you know stage. what I mean? Like, <laughs> But okay. Okay. So. No, no pediatric medicine. No pediatric medicine. No, no musical, musical theater. theater. So then I was like, okay, what about music education? Like teach high teaching. school band. Okay. Yeah, and I think that that would have, if I would have stuck with it, I would have enjoyed that career. But I got mono. Oh, I had yeah. that in high school. And when I got mono, I don't know if it's like this for everyone. Mm-hmm. I never really talked. And also, this is what this was 2013, 2014. Okay. So, and it was in Murfreesboro. And it was the first time that I think I had ever experienced someone treating me differently because I was gay. Okay. Which I grew up in a small town. I was so just like, going to say that I think, would have expected. But that I mean, be. I mean more of like a this person is diseased. Oh, like a type five, like a full blown homophobia, like phobia, phobia. Yeah, not, not just, just bullying. Like a, not just like aversion to. Right, and that was the first time I had ever really experienced that. So I went to the campus infirmary. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't it's know. like a hospital. It's I know a full blown hospital, but yeah. it's just on the campus on campus. So it was free to students. Okay, and I was a poor ass college kid. That could barely get out of bed. Yeah. Like, Mono I... Mono is no joke if you have not had it. It's rough. I, well, I was terrified. I thought I was dying. Yeah. And I walked in there, and you know the first thing she asked me was, have you been tested for AIDS? What? She asked, she asked if... Because you fill out the questionnaire, and it's like, have you had sexual encounters with a man? Yeah. As a man. Okay. First off, it's up that that's on a yeah i'm like wondering if it were me and i went in there would they hand me a form that asked me if i had had sex with a man right well and then i obviously had answered yes yeah because i it's bad to lie on medical papers (laughs) i lie on those sometimes (laughs) i mean from now on out i will did you know that gay people can't donate blood i did know that yeah it's so crazy it is pretty crazy but anyway she asked me she she was like, are you sexually active? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, how often? Da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I'm in <laughs> uh, college. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you're going to have all the time. <laughs> I was having a good time. Yeah. Let's just say that. And so, like, in my mind, yeah, maybe it's not too far from the, like, realm of possibility that mm-hmm. it could be an STI. But... If it was an STI the way that I was feeling, I knew I was going to die. Yeah. Well, again, I've had mono, so. And you feel it, like you're dying. It, well, it feels like you are going to die. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah. It's the worst. So, I obviously tested for AIDS and I was negative. Negative. There's nothing wrong with being HIV no. positive. However, I was negative. Yeah. And I was really offended that that yeah. was what she immediately thought. So... I was like, you know, I'm not ever going to back to a doctor again. Yeah. And I didn't for a long time. 
Um, but my mom, I called her and I told her, and she came all the way to Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. picked me up, and for those of you that know me and know my mama, mm-hmm. my mama don't drive yeah, well. Exactly. That was <laughs> Even just... back in 2013, 2014, my mama does not drive well. Yeah. She <laughs> didn't teach me to drive on the interstate. When she comes you know to visit, mean? Hunter goes and picks her up. Yeah. And brings her here. So, like, my mom drove all the way to Murfreesboro, picked me up, brought me back home. She had to stop on the side of the road multiple times because I thought I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. But I... It was like yeah. mono is not yeah. a throwing not up a disease. Pee-pee. Yeah. So <laughs> disease. <laughs> Sickness. It is a damn disease. It you is. feel like death. Well, and we got back to our house and I slept on a recliner for two months. I believe it. Almost solidly. I slept for two months mm-hmm. in a recliner. Didn't really move. Yeah. Got out to go to the bathroom. Didn't eat. Didn't do anything. I lost so much weight, mm-hmm. so much muscle mass. Mm-hmm. I looked sickly. sickly. I believe it because I lost 17 pounds when I had mono mm-hmm. and two cup sizes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bye, girls. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Yeah. And obviously, I wasn't doing schoolwork while mm-hmm. I was sleeping for those two months. So I was past the point of being able to continue. Yes. And like, like I would have had to go to school for a whole extra year. And I just, at the time, I was not into that. So you can't finish college or you can't continue. In my mind. On the course that you're on. Yeah. And I had, my mom had brought me back to Murfreesboro at this point and I was just sitting at the couch and I was like on the couch in my apartment and I was looking around and I was like, this is not what I want to do. I was like, I want to be like my mom. Mm. And like, I didn't know how I was going to tell her or, or my dad. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. And GCI uh, is is that the <clears throat> Georgia Career Institute yeah. on Murfreesboro Pike, okay, or Murfreesboro Road? That's not Memorial Road, Memorial Boulevard. Okay, Jesus, I'm there's like, too uh, many roads. You could be telling me anything, and I still wouldn't. You know. would just Doesn't believe it. Doesn't matter that I lived here <laughs> for a year and a half. I still don't know my way around. Um, but yeah, I literally just I put on the best outfit that I had. And I took my little happy ass to Georgia Career Institute and I talked to Miss Crystal Walker and I Shout said, Miss Crystal, right? And I said, I want to do hair. And she said, okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of history. And that was it. That was it. Okay. Yeah. So you go to beauty school. You went to Georgia Career Institute. Georgia Career Institute. It was a very interesting road. Okay. How many hours did you do just since we were talking about hours last week? 1,500. 1,500 hours. Okay. Yeah. And we finally graduated, and then I started working. Okay. And where was your first salon at? First salon was the main event in Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. I graduated on a Friday, and I started working on a Tuesday. Dang. And I I took one test that Saturday, and then I took the next test that Monday, Mm -hmm. and I started work on Tuesday. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I was ready. I had a long time in between graduating, like months in between graduating and being able to work, but I'll tell that story some other time because today's about you. But, <laughs> okay, so you got your first job. I was an assistant. Assisting, okay, mm-hmm. at a salon. How long were you there for? <clears throat> Not long. Not very long. Um, I would say probably about six months. Okay. And as an assistant, were you... I was the bitch boy. Okay. It was very much that. training yeah. involved. Like, obviously, you know, when we're at our salon, there's 
definitely a lot of education mm-hmm. that goes into it. Not so much like sweep my hair, cut my foils. I mean, obviously those things are it's part a part of it, of it. But at our <laughs> salon, I think our owner does a really good job. She calls it an associateship instead of an apprenticeship. So you're not like just the slave of the salon. Right. You are an associate and you are part of the team. So actually they came to the hair school okay. you know there's always like those yeah. salons that came to the hair school bombshells was one of them yeah. um and then the main event was one and then there was another one i didn't want to work in a big salon like that mm-hmm. the main event had seven stylists mm-hmm. you know what i mean like super tiny yeah. and they were on the summit system more intimate mm-hmm and they were on the summit system okay. and if you've ever seen the summit system like the paperwork that they hand out to you the first thing on it is a hundred thousand dollar stylist. Okay. It's like it's like a graph, mm-hmm. and it's their level system. And at, on their level system, if you're a level six A stylist or mm-hmm. whatever, you'll be making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so I saw that, and, and I like, was like, Cha-ching! "Period." Yes. And then I got there, and I quickly realized: a, I don't know how to dress. <laughs> um, b, I was lazy and and not dedicated enough um and that that is not how that works you don't start out making a hundred thousand dollars a year it took me six years to make a hundred thousand dollars well i mean good for you because it's taking me 16 i haven't hit that yet so you you'll hit it this year i know i will i know i will but i'm just saying you this year is not over yet i hate to do this um you have to coffee's pee? running right through me. I gotta okay. pee so bad. So let's pause real quick. We'll take a break. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. And we're back. And we're back. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel so much better. Sorry about that. Um, okay, so picking up where we left off. So you went to the salon. You saw your hundred thousand dollar sheet. You're like, yes, money, cool. Absolutely. And then life handed you your ass, and you realize that's not how it works right out of school. Exactly. So, and anyway. I will forever be grateful for this salon. And my little eighteen year old oh, brain was God. like. You know what? I've had it. Nothing yeah. I do is good enough for you, and I'm gone. Yeah. And I packed up my stuff, and I left. Hmm. Probably a mistake. A, a lesson to be learned. Yes. Now you know. But I did not quit that job without another job lined up already. Oh. I was already, I had okay. one foot out the door already. Yeah. So that's when I went to Style America. Okay. And that's the Regis Salon. Upgrade. <laughs> yes. And so let me tell you one thing. Going from an assistant that doesn't touch clients to working at Style America, mm-hmm. where it's busy. Busy, yeah. A Regis is no joke. You are None. going to have butts in seats at a Regis. That's for sure. Absolutely. And some of those people still come. Miss Becky, mm-hmm. she still comes to me. Really? Yeah. She's uh, followed me everywhere I've gone since Regis. That's so cute. Um, but I'll never forget my first day. I did eighteen men's haircuts. Woo wee! <laughs> yeah. Eighteen men's Do you remember haircuts. That meme that used to go around is like, you know, you're a hairdresser when you can come home and tell your man you did ten guys today and he doesn't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but so true. Uh, but real. So true. So Style America. Style America. I was there a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite a while at this point. <laughs> Which is a long time in in eighteen year old yeah, head. Exactly. But um. I was just wanting more education. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't mean this to sound arrogant in any way, Mm -hmm. but I knew more about hair than my boss did. 
Well, I would assume some of that came from having a mom who's a hairdresser and growing up in the salon and being around it when you were young. Right. Okay. And then some of it just, I learned a lot when I was at Mm -hmm. the main event. Yeah. And it was, we were using matrix color. So it took me, it was a learning curve for that. Mm -hmm. But something that, because I switched around so much. Yeah. Um, and my school offered so many different color lines mm-hmm. to use. I based all of my formulations and still to this day base all of my formulations solely on the color wheel, not on yes. a tube of color. Yeah. And I think that that's what helped me. And I was trying to, you know, she would always ask me questions and I would be answering her questions. Mm-hmm. But I was in no sh- position to answer those questions because I was younger oh, than baby. her. Right. Like, she had been doing hair for 20-plus years. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to learn more. Yeah. It wasn't – I made fine money. I It had nothing to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to learn more. So I mentioned my friend earlier, uh, Jennifer. Yeah. I was talking to her one day, and she said, you know, Hunter, uh, my friend Kristen owns a salon, and she's super busy. And Kristen is super busy, but yep. Kristen has busted her butt. She's worked her butt off to get for her. years, and um, but in my brain, I was thinking, oh, she's super busy. Her salon's super busy. She's obviously has walk-ins, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. It was a booth rental salon. Oh, okay. And it was on the other side of town, and that is whenever I figured out that people are local, not loyal. Yes. <laughs> you could move five minutes down the street and someone's still not going to come to you just yeah. because of the fact that it's five less convenient opposite direction. That's yeah. true. So I learned that I didn't have any clients, but I still paid booth rent, you know, Damn, bro. still doing it. And I did that for two years and I actually did a pretty good, decent job, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> taxes were not my friend, Ugh. but I did a decent job at booth renting. I'm sweating. You just said taxes, and I was like, Ugh. immediately sweat droplets. Um, but I once again, I was like, I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. And there was this salon that I had been following for a really long time that they their specialty was curly hair. Okay. And it was something that I was like, you know what? I don't know a lot about curly hair, yeah. but my mom has curly hair. Mm-hmm. I have curly hair. Um, maybe. Maybe I'll learn a few things from this salon. <laughs> Joke's on me. Well, for those of you that don't know, Hunter is a curly hair whisperer. Like, he's oh so gosh. good at it. Seriously. I, he is I very really good. enjoy curly hair. But uh, that is where I had my ass put into, like, whipped into whipped shape. Whipped into shape. So, I remember when I was interviewing, you do know... Like angel numbers, angel yeah. words, kind Do of thing. Do I know angel numbers? Right, <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> so you know, people say like, when something you're at a pivotal point in your life, there will there will be certain numbers and words that stick out to you. So, a word that stuck out to me that I would just hear everywhere and it would get on my nerves is patience. Oh, yeah. you have to be patient. You have to have patience. You need to be. More patient, patient and things will come to you. Patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. All of those things. And I'm like, y'all, I just want to make money. I am tired of being <laughs> a Baroque hairstylist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And thank God I found Jewel. I walk in 
immediately I was like, this place is way too good for me. Mm-hmm. I am coming from a booth rental salon where like we have to recalk our shampoo bowls every few weeks. Oh Lord. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was the most, it's still to this day. I love where I work right now, mm-hmm. but it is still to this day. My most favorite space that I've ever worked in. The actual The atmosphere. The atmosphere, yeah. Yeah. And um, walked in, talked to Shelby Miles, Mm -hmm. and she is the sweetest little four foot ten girl Mm. you've ever met. And um, she was like, yeah, so um, actually, hang on just a second. Uh, And I had told her, I brought in my client list. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is how many people I'll be bringing. Yeah. These are all my formulas that I've had over Mm -hmm. the last, I think at this point I'd been doing hair for four years. Okay. And she was like, actually, um, we're, we don't hire stylists. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, you have to be an associate. You have to make it through our associate program. Okay. And I was like, Okay. And I thought about it for a second and I was kind of quiet and she was like, actually, and someone was walking around the corner and I'll never forget. It was the most beautiful woman with these freckles and these red dreads, um, dreadlocks, locks, her hair was locked. Um, and she said, this is patience. Okay. And I was like, well, shit. Well, shit. I was like, all right, I'm, I take the job. Yeah. We hadn't talked about money. We hadn't talked about what I would be doing, but I was like, so was obviously it when you heard that name, it clicked in your head. Like you were like, you I'm, need patience. I know I'm, he- I need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. yeah. And so I worked with patients. She was the number one stylist in the salon. Okay. She was doing anywhere from 1500 to $2,000 a day. In haircuts. Damn. Curly haircuts. I believe it, though, because curly-haired people, I used to work at a salon that the owner was a curl specialist, mm-hmm. and this was in tiny Eugene, where I think still even the average haircut's maybe 45, maybe 50 for a mm-hmm. high-end stylist, and she was charging 95. Yeah. I mean, so. whenever I worked for her, her curly cuts were 120. Yeah. And now I think that they're 220. Well, as they should be, because yeah. inflation. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I washed hair for patients, and I mean, I would have, for the, I would have, like, everyone would make fun of me because I would get blisters in between Just my Just your hands fingers. being wet all the time. They're being wet all the time, and patients works with extra curly hair. Okay. Um, and I'm talking like a helix level five, six, okay. not yeah. like a helix one, two. Yeah. Um, and so when you're raking through that mm-hmm. curly hair, then like all of those tight coils are mm-hmm. like rubbing up against the webs of your fingers. So it's like friction basically. Yeah. yeah. So I would just have blisters all through like the webs of my fingers always. They're still calloused Dang. to this day. Like. It was wild. Patience and I killed the game I love when it. it came to curls. Yeah. And I actually went and visited not too long ago. Did and you? Yeah. And she, we need to have her on here. She's on our list. Okay. Um, That's right. Yeah. But I went and visited and I was talking to her and she was saying, you know, 
She's like, I've had a lot of assistance since mm-hmm. you left. And she said, honey, the numbers just don't add up. Oh. And I, I was so proud of myself. I was like, that's right, girl. Because I, I would make sure that every single one of her clients walked out with at least two products. Mm-hmm. I would. You're good at that. Well, I'm only good at that because I was working yeah. with patients. Mm-hmm. And it was just that quick, fast pace, like helping her stay on track because she was a talker. So she could sit and consult with her client the entire appointment time Yeah, and then start cutting. And then she's 45 minutes late for her next client. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, she's super successful. She's slaying it. So, but yeah, I mean, sometimes her clients would wait for like an hour. Oh, well. Yeah. So I really like pushed and mm-hmm. was like okay uh so and so is going to be here at this time so and so is going to be here at this time when this person walks in i see that she needs to be prepped so i'm going to go ahead and prep her and get her under the dryer da, 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 da. all of the things and sh- i just it made me so happy to mm-hmm. hear that like i was actually doing a really good job right <laughs> now i want to ask for you because obviously you were not loving the idea of being an assistant for the first you know that Mm-mm. first time what changed for you because I know I had an experience recently like that and I wasn't ready to be an in associate. the beginning mm-hmm. and then stuff happened and then I was ready so what mm-hmm. happened for you that made that change in your mindset that you were willing to um be open to everything somebody had to offer you instead of being like oh oh I wasn't you weren't okay yeah at first I wasn't um, I'll never forget the moment that it clicked for me was, um, Leanne Constantine. Mm-hmm. I love this woman to death. She's a real estate agent here in Nashville, but she come in every week for a blowout. Okay. There were certain people in this and she came to patients for a blowout every week too. Um, but there were some people in the salon that would do it like whenever patients was out of town, da 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 da, and they had stopped doing her blowout because they got tennis elbow from her hair from one blowout i mean that's how much hair this woman has and it's extra 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 curly and she's a blonde bombshell like true southern lady Mm -hmm. big hair big flowy blowout that better last until the next week Mm mm-hmm it better last until next Thursday. I'm all like, I want to do her hair so bad. <laughs> you would probably really I like love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Patience was like, grab a round brush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I started to help her blow her out. And it was like, immediately as soon as I got to the hair, Patience corrected me. And I was like, ugh, excuse you. <laughs> yeah. And then it was her saying don't do it this way, do it this way because this. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was really like everything. And I think we had breaded heads a couple times mm-hmm. and I had told her that like, I don't receive information that way. We're not, this is not working out and it's yeah. not going to work out if we don't learn how to talk to each other uh-huh. because this is a team, team building thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, um, I, was blowing out Leanne. I she let me blow out the top crown section, okay, which I was already nervous, nervous about because that's one of the most important ones. And she corrected me no no less than five or six times okay. on one section. And it was that moment that I was like, "Wow, I don't actually know everything. Mm-hmm. Look at how many corrections I'm getting on a freaking blowout." Yeah. And I think from that moment until you know I had 
I ultimately moved to Cincinnati. Yeah. Biggest mistake of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> from that moment until I moved to Cincinnati, it just opened. It allowed me to be open to correction. To guidance. Right. I was like, if, if I, if this helped me that much on yeah. a freaking blowout, what else can I get mm-hmm. better at? Right. And so I just was super open to everything that everyone said. And I just listened and it's only been until recently that I've learned to listen without speaking. Yeah. So I would listen, but then I would also give my two cents. You know, people don't like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People don't like that too much. So I'm not sure that I made a lot of friends when I was working there. Um, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone's journey is their own. Everyone's journey is their own. Um, but I went to a class with, it was me, my friend Chelsea, who has just recently passed away. Bless your family. Yes. You're an amazing person. And my friend Lauren, who's still at Jewel. And it was at the Kuhn Academy. Okay. And it was Creative Color with Carrie Uhas, a name that we don't mention, and Katie Brady. Okay. And um, I was just being myself. I yeah. was answering the questions. I was asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I had talked to Carrie afterwards And Carrie was like, you should really apply to be an educator. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I was like, well, I'm an assistant. Mm -hmm. I've been, uh, I'm assisting at this salon. I don't think that, and she said, I don't think you understand. I think you need to apply to be an educator. Yeah. Um, And she said, you know, there's, there's not any room in our next education, like, training. But maybe you can get in on next year's. Okay. So I applied. Not only did they make room for me Aww. in the fall training, um, which I am so thankful because I met my best friend through that. Yeah. But um, I then became the fastest growing educator in the company. I mean, shoot, Hunter. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was during that I was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I was very unhappy in my life. Yes. So it was, yes, I was the fastest growing educator in the company and I worked really hard. I'm not going to take that away from myself, but I was working really hard to escape my real life. Mm -hmm. So to me, it never felt like an accomplishment. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And it's still, I don't think to this day it's ever felt like an accomplishment Well, because I I was just running. That was me. This whole episode of getting you to even talk about yourself was like pulling teeth. So (laughs) because he was like, I just don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I thought it was important because you have achieved some pretty freaking awesome things and you've got, um, you do have a lot to offer. And I just thought it was important for our audience to really understand that when you're like, who is talking when we're talking here and why we've chosen the guests that we've chosen and, you know, just stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it can be hard to talk about yourself. I mean, you know, I struggle with (laughs) self-confidence, even though I've been doing this for 16 years. Like, my own personal identity has been tied up in my being a hairdresser until just recently. I'm trying to separate the two. You know what I mean? You've almost done hair longer than you've not done hair. Mm. Yeah. By the time I'm 40, 
You will have done hair I longer than you did. I mean, technically, if you count all those years I did hair with butter knives and Reynolds wrap foil, I have. Then been you doing have, hair yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it's just crazy because I have known since I was my son's age that I wanted to be a hairdresser. We talked about that last night, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I was painting fingernails and toenails in yeah. my mom's. I remember when I was in hair school. Like the first, act, no, I wasn't in hair school yet. I was in college. My mom called me because one of her clients was going, getting married, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to do her fingernails and her toenails <laughs> so my mom could do her hair. That's so cute. And I and I never even thought about it, but I did her her nails and toenails every year for prom and uh, homecoming and this That's and that. That's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, and so she called me back <clears throat> when I was in college, and I went and did her nails and her hair for or not her hair her nails and her toenails for a wedding i love that neon green oh neon green neon pink oh with rhinestone Uh and to this day i have not touched a set of nails since then Mm. i don't like nails i like nail art it's fun but like if i'm doing it on somebody else Mm -hmm. um not in a you're paying me to get this done right. in the setting. I mean, I well, did have nail clients before I have, um, but I'm, it's not my main gig. So it's not like, I don't, I'm not super fast or anything, you know? So yeah. It's always just like, okay, well, this well, is fun. What's funny is I can cut a straight line all day. Mm-hmm. You ask me to draw a straight line <laughs> or draw a circle. Yeah. Forget about yeah. it. It's not happening. Same. I don't, I, there's not a connection for me. My mom is a great artist. She can draw, like, she's like a cartoony drawer. Mm -hmm. I cannot draw to save my life. I sit down and it's like this side's bigger than this side. But, um, let's get back to to education. Yeah. (laughs) This is a really long episode. It's (laughs) It's the one I didn't want to record. I know. Um, but yeah, so I applied and I went through 10 days intensive training. Okay. It's um, five days on, six weeks off. Now, was this the five training that you and Ray, Ray were talking about? Together. Yeah, okay. Yes. And um, <laughs> in that training, you essentially learn everything CUNE um, facilitation. So you're supposed to go to the education training knowing everything about CUNE already. Okay. There were some people in our class that did not. That did not. Okay. Um, me being one of them. Yeah. However, I was a, I'm was a good faker. You. You know what <laughs> I mean? I can read a paragraph and recite it right right then and there. Mm-hmm. I am fine. Yeah. So I, th- at least I think, I faked it really well. Yeah. Um, enough to not get yelled at. I mean, they gave you the job. Like. They, <laughs> they did give me the job. Um, but so after that, I... Went back to the academy. I did the color certification. Okay. So I am a CUNE certified co- hair colorist. Mm-hmm. After that, I went to American Board of Certified Hair Colorists. Okay. And I am now an American Board Certified Hair Colorist. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I went to the CUNE Academy again. Okay. And I took the conjunction test. So what that is, is my official. <laughs> What's your function? I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay uh, so conjunction test so what that means is it's my official title with kuhn is kuhn educator certified in conjunction with holland which means i am a universal i can universally speak kuhn okay 
Um, which is why I can never use another hair color line again because I know everything about this. Color. Well, yeah. <laughs> so a little side note, I have to tell you this story because when I moved to Tennessee, I, I told you I had to, I don't know if I told you that I had to take the state board, the written yeah. test again. So I went into that test. Everybody was telling me it's super hard. It's super hard. And I hadn't gone to school in 15 years or whatever. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go in and take it and like kind of see what's on it. And like, I went in thinking I was going to fail, right? Right. Um, but it was planned. <laughs> so I went in, <laughs> and I, like, didn't know what was going to be on the test because it could be, like, nails and skin and all this stuff. And there were so many freaking questions about perming and alkalinity, like, acid versus alkaline. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if I screwed up this pH, I just failed this test. Like, <laughs> Yeah, if you get it backwards and get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> acid, acidity and alkalinity mixed up, you're screwed. So I was like sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I really hope I've got this correct in my head. I mean, I know it, but you know, in a t- moment of test taking, you're feel like feeling nervous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like talking myself through it. I'm like, you already know you're going to fail this test. Like, it's fine. You'll know by the amount of questions you got wrong if you were right or wrong, you know, mm-hmm. so just keep going with what you're on, you know, mm-hmm. but that was just funny because it was all perming and I'm like, I mean, I do perms. We don't do it a ton, but I right. just was like this stupid perming question. <laughs> be the one that get me. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's the stuff that you don't feel like is necessary to learn mm-hmm. about a perm. Like yeah. you roll the perm, you put the solution on, you yeah. put the neutralizer on, you know, the steps of a perm, you mm-hmm. think that's enough. But you actually, if you don't know the alkalinity and the acidity and yada, 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 yeah. you could make someone's hair fall off. Exactly. So, um, I don't think I had a lot of perming questions on my state board. Mm-hmm. Mine was a lot of nail and skin, back, like the bacteriology. Yeah. Mine was a lot of bacteriology questions, which lucky for me. I really liked science. Well, that's what I was kind of expecting. And obviously like hair I've done for the 16 years, but nails and skin I've done off and on. And even skin like waxing was what I did. Not right. I didn't do facials. I didn't do skin care. I have mm-hmm. like I, still to this day, I am idiotic when it comes to my own skin. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to take care of that. So I was like really nervous that that's what I was going to get was like those right. kind of questions. And then at least thank God it was perming. Cause I was like, oh, I think I know this, you know, right. but if it had been nail conditions, I would have been like, shit done <laughs> done for <laughs> anyways back to you <laughs> so you took your test you did really good you scored super high you only failed one question so then you start your journey as an educator with kuhn well so during all of those tests that i was taking with kuhn yeah. like the american board of certificate well that one's not with kuhn that's america american board of certificate yeah. hair colors yeah um and then I took all of those tests with Kuhn. I was actually actively educating through that. Okay. I was teaching color basics. Okay. And color basics with Kuhn is not um, the basics of color. It's the basics of Kuhn okay. color. So you learn everything from like. Is it like color theory or is it more like Kuhn? It is. Science. Kuhn science. Okay. So here's some questions. We've kind of heard your story, but okay. I want to know these are. Your why questions. Okay. Okay. So you were actually, um, it was suggested to you to be an educator, but was that something It was that something you I always wanted to okay. do. Okay. Yeah. I knew <clears throat> from, okay, so I went to the Cosmoprof beauty show mm-hmm. when I was in hair school. I did too. And it was the cutest little thing. Like, it was at the Nashville Convention Center. It had just started. It was like the first year that it was going to mm-hmm. be there. And I will never forget, I wore the 
it was my only cute outfit <laughs> at the time. Yeah. I got it all at Old Navy. <laughs> and um, it was just a black shirt with this vest that was black, black skinny jeans, Converse. And I had the Sexy. cutest Izod bow tie. One oh side of the bow tie God, was I polka dots it. and one side was the stripes. And um, we were getting on the elevator. Yeah. And Sebastian. As in? As in Sebastian. Um, told me that my outfit was cute. <gasps> he was like, oh, my God, you look so good. Did you poop your pants? <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Oh. And he handed me, um, like, he pulled out of his pocket, like, this little piece of paper, like a, um, you know, old people, they carry those, like, memo pads in mm-hmm. their breast pocket. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. And he ripped off a sheet of paper, and it had, like, conference room 208. <gasps> And this and this. And he was like, come meet me. Wow. Like, here, like, come sit in the front row, mm-hmm. like, watch this class. Girl, when they said Sebastian products, yeah. you know, like that white can. When you can, connected it. And he, they were like, and Sebastian, I can't even pronounce his last name, but Sebastian. And I was like, oh, oh my God. That man told me I looked cute. That's crazy. And it was like this 80-year-old man walking on stage, <laughs> bald, shiny head, <coughs> sparkly me. shoes, um, which I have a pair of I sparkly was gonna, I'm shoes thinking now. not your sparklies, but your Louboutins, the spiky ones. That's what they oh, were. Oh, okay. Girl, I, there's a reason for everything. I, I love own. it. <laughs> but um, I just remember at that moment, I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because when he told me that I looked good... And here's the thing. I have always struggled with fashion and we work in an industry that's Mm -hmm. like, you kind of have to be a little bit fashionable, but I've never been a fashion queen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I grew up shirts and like t-shirts and jeans and tennis shoes. Y'all Hunter's got the best closet now. And it was funny (laughs) because when we were getting ready for Q and our trip, we were like picking out outfits and stuff. And he told me, he was like, yeah, if it weren't for Bradley, my whole closet would be jeans and t-shirts. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? That doesn't fit the Hunter I know now. I mean, obviously I Mm -hmm. met you after Bradley, but. Well, and I tried, I tried really hard to make my style work for that. There's, and that style is fine for work. Yes. At the salon, but there is a different level of fashion yes. that comes when you're on a stage when you're on a stage or when you're at a show even you know because you're not dressing for the functionality of the day you're dressing mm-hmm. for your industry which is fashion forward exactly yeah so um george already is the one that really whipped my ass into gear yeah with that um as you know by going into my bedroom i have a lot yes. of hats yes i used to love wearing that wide brim hat all black outfit, wide brim hat. And I thought that that was like it, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I, every hair influencer that you see on the internet has that wide brim hat. Yeah. And I'll never forget. George said, uh, we went out to dinner one night while he was teaching a class in my area. Mm-hmm. He was like, Hey, I'm in your area. Let's go grab dinner with the, all of these people. And I wore a hat. <laughs> okay. Cause I thought, that's fashion. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I look like a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you do hair? And I said, yeah. He said, I wouldn't guess it. And I was like, what? Ooh. He said, you always wear a hat. Why do you wear a hat? You do hair. You can't see your hair. 
I mean, he's got a point. And from that moment on, I, d- I stopped wearing hats. Yeah. <laughs> you do wear a hat like re- like every now and then. Mm-hmm. I'll wear one probably like once or twice a month. I like it when you wear your hat and then your green cape. My hat and my green cape. You know that green flowy like duster that you have? Oh, I, I do love like, that thing. I it's do your love cape. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. It's taken me a while to figure out. <laughs> who Hunter is. That's okay. I think it takes everyone mm-hmm. a while to know. Hunter. And I don't think I'm fully there yet either. Well, as someone who has 10 years on you, I can tell you it takes... <laughs> it's, it's a lifelong journey. I think it is. Um, At least until middle age. <laughs> yeah. But that so, was a roundabout way of saying that is what made me want to be an educator is whenever Sebastian complimented my outfit and then had me come to his class mm-hmm. and I watched how... Not necessarily that everyone admired him, but the way that people wanted to ask him questions Mm -hmm. and he had the answers, I was like, I want to have the answers. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of goes back to, I think every hair or every educator honestly has that a little tiny sense of narcissism. Yeah. A little little tiny bit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I've always, my whole life, I've been a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. I like to know things. I like to be the one to tell you. And I mean, I went to school for a second. I went to school for music education. Yeah. So, like, I've always wanted to teach something. Um, I didn't know that the show world existed. I thought, you know, I have to be a cosmetology instructor. And I don't want to be a cosmetology yeah. instructor because cosmetology instructors, you know, mm-hmm. the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was the moment. <laughs> now I'm thinking about my beauty school teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of my beauty school teachers, I, except yeah. for one. I can't. I have hilarious and wonderful good stories about all my beauty school people. But mm-hmm. yeah, that can be a, uh, an episode that in itself because I have some funny stories about Miss Shirley. Oh, God. I, I have a her. funny story about me. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. Another episode idea. Ding. Okay, so you, that's why you wanted to be an educator. Mm -hmm. What would you say has been your most humbling experience as an educator? As an educator? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay, mm -hmm. well, maybe as a stylist, we'll start there. Okay. Because I don't know that, I don't think that the most humbling experience has happened yet. Okay. I think it will. Uh Uh-huh. But as a stylist, it was that moment with Leanne Constantine, with the blowout. Okay. That was my most humbling moment. It was Mm -hmm. like, you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that because I've been educating now for four years, Mm -hmm. when it happens, it's going to happen hard. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not happened yet. Because it hasn't happened yet. So I'm really treading on thin water or thin ice on that one. But, uh, I have a really, I mentioned before I test really well, right? I have a really hard time learning. Okay. Like I have always forever had a hard time learning. It probably has to do with the, you know, the mental things that we've found out as we've grown. Yeah. Um, so you've talked about your challenges. You've talked about humbling moments. I mean, I think that that, I think we know who Hunter Walden is now. I hope so. Yeah. 
I, mean, hope. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that just kind of sums it up. I think I, I wanted to do this episode, even though you didn't want to, because we are going to be doing some education for our mm-hmm. Patreon tier, our highest Patreon tier, um, which we will talk about some changes that we've once again made to that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was important as a, somebody who listened to this podcast before I was on it and somebody who listens to podcasts in general, I like to know, I get more invested in a podcast if I know who these people are. Um, and I thought again, that hunters, you know, we've had guests and you've interviewed other people and I've been on as a guest and, and, you know, maybe I'll, maybe we'll do an episode where we get more in depth of like my hair story too. But like, you guys, I thought, kind of had a little bit better idea of who I was, and I'm the new kid here on this podcast, so I thought it was important that, especially with doing mm-hmm. education, that you know why we're here in a position where um, we are able to offer education because of the journey that you've been on and, and you right. know, that I've been on and whatever. Um, well, and I think, like, the the point of the podcast for me since the beginning has been to share other people's stories, so yes. that is why I struggled with sharing mine. Yeah. Was because that was never, I wanted to highlight other people. Right. Um, But I do think Erica has convinced (laughs) me that it is important that people know who I am. Yes, So, And that's even on, like, my social media. Mm -hmm. I have recently started posting my face. Mm -hmm. But before that. Shout out, Kayla. Shout out to Kayla. (laughs) (laughs) She sends me these reels and is like, do this. I'm like, okay, fine. Totally. (laughs) Well, and I suck at that too because my mm-hmm. po- my page is mostly just my work, which is and I that's like, what I want yeah. to share, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I want to be famous for. I social guess. media is this beast, though, that we have to get on board with now mm-hmm. in the industry being what it is. So, yeah, you got to show that cute little face, then we need to know who you are. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of why we decided to do this episode. I'm grateful, Hunter, that you came around to it because I do think it's important. Um, and I thought it would be good for people to kind of know your story because we haven't highlighted it. So, right. But well, yeah, I so appreciate you. That's that. I mean, pulling I think, me out of my. I mean, with all the guidance that you've given me since I've known you, like at least I can make force you to talk about yourself for 45 minutes. But Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So do we have iced tea for this episode? My iced tea that I would like to um, bring up is Haley Road Bieber. Yeah. Is being sued for copyright infringement um, for her brand. Why? Man, the Biebers are getting it hard right now, bro. I mean, didn't she like just have a stroke? She just had a stroke, and Justin's got his paralyzed face right now. Yeah. So I'm pulling up the article right now, but essentially there is a fashion brand. Okay. Who is minority-owned. Okay. And they, um, they're like a luxury brand, right? They're in, like, Nordstrom's okay. and Saks and things like that. So they are suing Hailey Bieber for the name that she has decided to name her cosmetic company because they feel that it will be brand confusion, brand confusion. Right. So like Haley is obviously going to be in these luxury stores as well. Yeah. And it could cause confusion and dampen their brand, which I get. Mm -hmm. But what I think is that um, they're not necessarily even doing it for that. I think they're doing it for, for clout. Clout. Which well, roads, road, 
Road. Road our, our, is her maiden name? Road is her middle name. Middle name. It is legitimately her name. Yeah. So I think that they're probably not going to get anything from it because it is her name. Mm-hmm. But, and it's two different companies. They're selling I two mean, different things. There's no such thing as bad press. That part. And I think that that's what they... What it really comes down to. That's what it comes down to is they just know that they were going to get that press from that. <coughs> and they went for it. Which, I mean, smart. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a business decision. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, because her line is skincare. Mm-hmm. And their line is clothing. Right. I just what, found what, some... What are you looking at right there? It now? says that Bieber's... Atta- Council attempted to buy the fashion company's trademark in 2018. When you sent me that article, I did read that part. Yeah. So it does kind of make it like, okay, they couldn't get the rights and they just went along with it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's all kind of things I could say about it, but I won't. Right. I mean, the road fashion brand, their clothing is beautiful. It is. Oh, it is. Gorgeous. Yeah. This is an article from Vogue. Um, I mean, go them, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that if anything, I don't know that they would win, but I mean, uh, maybe they will because they were established first. I mean, maybe. And it shows that they tried to buy the name and then it didn't work. But yeah. the only thing is it's Haley's name. Like, it's literally her name. But I mean, such as trademark and copyright laws, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you started if it's a trademarked, that was it's called... Red's Hair Company, and then I was like, bitch, that's my name. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? Because I came up with it first. first. Yeah, and that's exactly how trademarks work. Um, That was that. Mm -hmm. That's our iced tea. I mean, that's about it. Yeah. You want to talk about the Patreon real quick before we sign off? Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, first of all, shout out to everybody that um, went ahead and subscribed to our Patreon. Um, I hope you guys loved the episode because we had a lot of fun, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um. So, as we announced before, we've got f- three tiers to our Patreon. We got the $5 tier where you're going to get um, early access to episodes. We went ahead and added the after pod to that because we wanted mm-hmm. to add more value, which y'all already know. The $10 tier has stayed the same. Yes, there's nothing so has changed. Nothing has changed to that. Um, you're going to get your free episode, your early access, and then you're going to get clips from the our, Break Room University. From our Break Room University. And then. The third tier was $50 um, because that's going to have your education library, your live classes, all that other stuff. You're going to get a cool mug once you've been subscribed for three months. Um, We went ahead and actually drastically reduced that price. Do you want to tell them how much it is now? Yes. So our Break Room University tier is $15 right now. One five. One five. And that is simply because, A, we don't have enough content to justify a $50 a no. month fee. So Two eventually, years from now, maybe. <laughs> right. One of these days it will increase. And maybe we say the first 100 subscribers get the $15 mm-hmm. and then we'll increase it to maybe 20. Yeah. But we wanted to make it affordable for everyone to have advanced education. Yes. And that is what it is. Well, and then also like, yeah, we can't lie. Like, hopefully we make some money off this podcast, but it's <laughs> money is not like the motivator for it. It's like, it's to share as educators. We are passionate about sharing and like helping other people have aha moments that are career changers. So we wanted to be able to give access people access to that for something, um, 
you know, more affordable. We're going into a recession and the world is kind of crazy right now. And maybe not many people have an extra 50 bucks, you know, exactly. But 15 for that kind of education is doable. Period. More accessible to people. And I like that. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah. So we got a little too big for our britches. I mean, you know, we're, we are (laughs) learning as we're going right now. If you haven't noticed, it seems like we announce a change every week, but, um, bear with us. Mm -hmm. There might be some changes. It's going to be great. Yeah, it is going to be great. And like, honestly, we are open to suggestions. Suggestions. So if you want to just shoot us a DM Mm -hmm. and like on the break room banter IG and be like, hey, you should do an episode on this or like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I love this person and I want to know more about them and like send a a suggestion. Or if you're like, yo, you need Mm -hmm. to add more value to this or whatever it may be, we are open yeah, so I think that's that's about it for today. Absolutely. For this episode. Well, this has been another episode of Break Room Banter. If you want to follow us on our social media journeys, mine is at Hair X Hunter. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod. We have a podcast Instagram and a podcast TikTok. Both are the yeah. same name. Uh, we also have a email address for our podcast where you can send in suggestions, comments, concerns, yada, yada. That is breakroombanterpod21 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 21 is the year that we started this or that we started this podcast. The lovely Miss Erica's po- uh, social medias are Erica the Red. So it's E-R-I-C-K-A the Redhead on Instagram. And then... I made the the group or the podcast TikTok was my TikTok. Right. We put it, made it break room banter pod. So I have started another one. It is the same name as it was before when it was my personal one, which is Erica the Red. No head, just red. That's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that right as I said it. But Erica the Red head on Instagram and Erica the Red on TikTok. Perfect. So, and if um, you could follow me on TikTok because I'm trying to get that up to a 1k so that i can go li- hunter and i can go live together right um and follow his tiktok too yes Herrick's my tiktok hunter. is herrick center yeah. i'm the same across all platforms i've had that name since hair school so yeah. erica the red anywhere. was my name all the way across until i got locked out of it so and you now. forgot your name <laughs> oy, 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 oy. so anyways that's it well it's been another episode of break room banter yeah until next week bye, bye.